Hey everyone, welcome to Monday. Monday, here we are. It's kind of a full holiday, half holiday. This is a full holiday. Uh, what are we talking about today? We're talking about solution-oriented thinking. This legit is one of my favorite things to talk about because this is, of all the things there are to make a change in how you're approaching your weight loss and actually creating change in any area of your life, I would say solution-oriented thinking is probably one of the most, <clears throat> excuse me, one of those practical and useful skills there is, you know, because it's a paradigm shifter. It completely changes everything about your weight loss when you recognize that you have been primarily obsessed with the problems and uh, struggling to resolve them and fix them. And that's how you think you're going to lose weight, but it's not. It's not how you're going to lose weight. <laughs> the way you're going to lose weight is by solution-oriented thinking. And the more solution-oriented thinking you do, the easier and more effective your weight loss is going to become. Okay, no doubt about it. So what are we talking about? When we talk about solution-oriented thinking, problem-oriented thinking, you may think you know what you mean, I mean here, but, but I don't think you do because it is so, like, you're so used to being problem-oriented thinking when it comes to your weight that you don't even realize you're doing it most likely. Um, and how it looks is like this. Oop, let me just switch. Oh, that's not a matter. Um, most likely when you think about your weight, you are thinking about why you can't do the things that will let you get to your goal weight. So I'm going to guess that usually when you think about your weight, you're thinking about things like, uh, why can't I stick to a plan? Why can't I avoid the sweets? Why can't I stop overeating? Uh, why can't I get motivated? Uh, how come everyone else can do it, but I can't? Okay. <laughs> Questions like this, right? So do you notice what's going on? Now, there's a positive reason you're doing this, okay? The positive reason is you think you're going to come up with an answer and everything's going to just change instantly, right? You think you're going to have this cognitive breakthrough and go, oh, that's why. That's why I've been struggling. And then everything's just going to change from that moment forward. And that's the problem. You know, that's not what's going to happen um, because that's not what's controlling. That's not what's controlling your weight. You know, your logical understanding of the problem is not the main factor influencing your weight. It's really it comes down to your behaviors. You know, now your behaviors are a function of your thinking, you know, so there is a something to be said for the, the thought level influencing your behaviors, but there is no little piece of information that you're missing that all of a sudden you get it just changes everything, right? So again, you're obsessed with asking these questions about why you're struggling. Why can't you do this? What's wrong with me? How come I love sweets so much? How come I have no willpower, all right? And if you pay attention, I promise you, these are the questions you're asking. You're obsessed with them. And what happens is you just spin through all the answers. You know, that's the weird thing. Your subconscious mind's a servo mechanism. So if you ask questions like, what's wrong with me? How come I can't stick to a plan? Why can't I lose weight? Why can't I, you know, eat less ice cream? Why can't I stop eating the cookies? If you ask questions like that, your subconscious mind will give you answers. And there'll be answers that don't mean anything. Oh, because you were raised here and this happened to you when you were 10. Your mom said that to you that time. And your mind just runs through stuff but none of it makes any difference. And you know this because you've been asking these same questions for decades and you never, never feels any different, you know, you know, further along. And on top of that, you don't even have any more answers to those questions. Right? They're useful. So what's the alternative? What am I talking about here? Well, I'm talking about being solution oriented. And what that means is 
you recognize the problem. So we're not going to, we're not, this isn't some Pollyanna thing where just everything's wonderful and great. No, you recognize, oh, I just ate a pint of ice cream. Whoops. <laughs> what happened there? So we recognize the problem. We start there, but then we shift over to the solution as fast as possible. And this is crucial because the thinking you do, another way to think about it, because you think of yourself as a conscious being, you think of yourself as a logical conscious being. And the more you think about the reasons why you're doing something, the more you'll understand why you shouldn't do those things. I'm here to tell you, you're not a logical conscious being. You're a subconscious oriented being who does irrational weird things for no logical reason. You do them because your subconscious mind just associates things together. So it associates, well, I don't want to eat ice cream, so I want to lose weight, but ice cream makes me feel loved. <laughs> I feel companionship. I feel less bored. I feel entertained when I'm eating those foods. You know? So there's subconscious reasons why you're doing things that are driving your behavior. It's not some logical reason, believe it or don't. And so when you start thinking solution-oriented, what ends up happening is you start changing the programming in your mind, right? Because if I ask the question, why do I keep eating cookies? Right, your mind goes to work on that. But it says, why do I keep eating cookies? And it usually gets all the reasons why you keep eating cookies. So if you know, to, the, the problem-oriented nature of this question is that everything is revolving around you eating cookies. And why, why do I keep eating cookies? Well, maybe it was when I was a kid. And then you think back when you were a kid eating cookies. And then you're like, well, I don't know. What other the reasons I'm eating cookies? Oh, and then you just start thinking about all the reasons why you would do that. So it's all based around the problem, you know? And again, you think that the, the solution you're going to come up with is going to change all that, but it's not. Because what happens is the entire time you're thinking about that question, you are going to, you are literally programming your mind because you keep thinking about eating cookies. So the alternative, and this is a leap of faith you have to start with, but I don't know. I mean, it makes a lot of sense to me. And I'm going to get to your question there. Um, Salmonator. Salmonator, I like that. Um, is solution-oriented questions become, how can I eat better? How can I eat healthier foods in an enjoyable way? How can I make it easy and automatic to eat natural healthy foods that allow me to live at my goal weight on near autopilot? Um, and you say, oh, that's easy. It's not so easy just to ask the question. I, I get that, right? But you're not ever asking these questions. So how are you ever going to come up with any answers to them? Because again, your subconscious mind is a servo mechanism. If you ask questions like, how can I lose weight in the most easy and enjoyable way possible? I know you don't have an answer right now. I have an answer. I have an answer to it. It's not just because I'm a, a guy and I just never had to deal with weight issues. <laughs> it's because I've thought about this for 30 years and I've come up with strategies. I've come up with literal answers. How can I master my weight? How can I live at my goal weight in the easiest, most natural and automatic way possible? Well, guess what? By asking that question, I've come up with answers and I now live those strategies. All right. So it's the same with you. Promise. <laughs> I promise. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I promise you. It's the same story every time. And if you don't believe me, I'm excited because today's the day I just recorded two coaching calls, right? So some people volunteered to, to work with me, knowing that we record them, you know, and um, that they would let me put those out into the world so people could see me actually working, real doing real weight loss sessions. So I'm really excited about putting those out so you can see them. So you can realize that the things you're struggling with are primarily in your head guaranteed don't know you and i know that's the truth because <laughs> it's always in your head so anyways so i break it down into a sim the simple most simplistic way you could understand this is solution yeah i'm gonna put those up i'm, I'm gonna put them on um 
YouTube for sh for sure. So check out um, Jim Katsoulis YouTube. Um, so I'll put at least one of them out today. Uh, I got to download them. I just got to. I'm I'm not even editing them. Nothing. I'm just put it out there. Okay. But uh, I think you'll find it pretty compelling. Yeah, I do. I, I mean, every single time I do them, I just love them. And then the people that, that get them, uh, it's it's profound. You know, and that was the same case today. It's always profound for people. Not because I'm the smartest guy in the world, because I am not, but I have a subconscious orientation. Everything I look at, I'm looking at the subconscious understanding of it, which is what hypnosis is. Hypnosis isn't the state of being in some trance and you being some zombie that's just malleable and I can just control. What all hypnosis is, is the, it's the ability to influence your subconscious mind. Every single average, and you can be hypnotized, okay? And you don't have to be hypnotized. You don't have to be in a trance to be hypnotized, I guess is the word, but to be influenced by hypnosis. Every single advertisement you see is a hypnosis session designed to influence your subconscious mind. So it's a process we're all at the mercy of. And um, just some of us learn how to do it intentionally and some don't. But you're always hypnotizing yourself constantly. You know that internal dialogue you have? You know how you, like you talk to yourself in your head? That's your own best or worst hypnotist. It is controlling so many things. And you'll see that in these sessions. You know, you'll see when I, when you, you'll see them coming at it. The way you think about weight loss is very, it's very fixed. The, the, the problem with your weight loss isn't that you can't get yourself to do those things. It's the way you think about weight loss. And I know that doesn't make a lot of sense without context, but you'll watch these coaching sessions and you'll see it play out. You'll see the problem they thought they had was not the real problem. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's, it's important that you see that, though, because it's a different way to go about it. So solution-oriented thinking, when we do that, it's a, it's a real binary way to kind of approach your thinking and to influence in a powerful way. And so what happens is we still recognize the problems, right? You, you need to be able to recognize problems. So I'm not saying don't do that. But what I'm saying is you're recognizing problems and you're spending 100% of your time there trying to diagnose and figure it out. What I'm suggesting you do is spend 10% of your time identifying the problem and then 90% of the time articulating the solution and looking for that solution. It's a much more effective strategy that literally guarantees your success. Literally. If you consistently look for solutions and articulate the solutions you want, there's no way to end up any place other than successful. I truly believe that, you know? So... Yeah. How do you become more solution oriented? It's a practice, you know, I mean, literally like people I always say my approach to weight loss is inside out approach, you know, and uh, again, you'll see this from these calls today. Most people are primarily just thinking on the outside. They just want to change their behavior. They're never thinking about what's going inside the, their mind or their body. Okay. And once you start focusing on that, um, you'll make much more effective changes. I mean, clearly the outside way is not working, right? I mean, it's not working. And it was interesting because one of the one of the clients, she had lost, she's in right in the process of losing weight. She's she's lost weight. She's lost, if I'm not mistaken, almost 20 pounds. She's in kilos, so I did the measurements, but she's lost almost 20 pounds since the first of the year. And you so you think you'd be feeling great, right? Riding high. No. Anxious, nervous, scared, worried that it's gonna stop. She's feeling it, it's getting harder and harder each day, which is what most people's weight loss experience is. You know, you start off and then you maybe get a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months and it starts becoming it's white knuckleish, right? You're having a hard time maintaining it. And that's where most people, that's how their experience is. Um, so, yeah. So solution right to the, I'm going to keep it kind of simple here because I want to get to some questions here and I'll kind of, kind of, I'll, I'll, 
I'll come back with this way, talking about solution-oriented thinking, um, because that's the practice. So what I would suggest is that you approach your weight loss almost like it's like learning a language. And the language you're learning is solution-oriented thinking, <laughs> solution-oriented language. Because once you recognize this, you'll start to appreciate just how negative your questions are, just how negative you are thinking about this, thinking about the problem, what you don't want. Even wanting to lose weight in and of itself is based on the problem, right? I want to lose X amount of pounds. Well, in order to understand that, you have to think about yourself being overweight right now. And then you have to like, oh, I'm going to be X pounds less than that. You see? So everything's referencing the problem. It's referencing what you don't want. And so it's very confusing to your subconscious mind. So when you start articulating what you do want, right? So instead, of, I want to lose X amount of pounds. Start saying, I want to weigh X amount of pounds. I want to live as, you know, at that weight. But then you want to go beyond that, by the way, way past the number. That number is really, it's just not going to do the motivation for you. But we want to get into why do you really want to, why do you want to make this happen? What's the deeper reason? Um, and you're going to find there's a lot more motivation with those types of questions, right? But, but just simply recognizing how problem-oriented you are. Every time you feel discouraged, every time you feel like down, depressed, lonely, frustrated, pissed off about your weight loss experience, I guarantee that you're being problem-oriented. And no matter how bad things get, if you adopt a solution-oriented mindset, it helps you get out of the problem quicker, you know? And I mean, this has been proven by the most extreme experience of all. Viktor Frankl, Jewish psychiatrist, whole family sent to concentration camp. He's in a concentration camp. He's like, they take everything away from me. They can't take away my thoughts. They can't control what I'm, how I'm thinking, you know? So even in the worst case scenario you can possibly imagine, it's still your mindset. It's still how you're thinking that's dictating your experience primarily, you know? And that's certainly true when it comes to the weight. I promise you, you know? And so, yeah, I think when you watch these coaching calls, I'm so excited for it because finally you'll get to see the context, you know, of, of everything I'm talking about. Because a lot of times I'm talking about these ideas and, and things and I'm, I'm always seeking to create context around it, but it, it's just hard sometimes, you know? So that's why I try and answer your questions as best I can. But even the questions are just kind of typed in. So they're lacking a lot of the, the nuance, you know, that, that speaking with someone has. But anyways, you'll see this now. Well, let's get to some, some solutions. So let me... Uh, you see, nothing sticks for me. Every time I try, I fail. Any advice to start and stay consistent? Yeah. Um, every time you try what would be what the question I would ask, right? So every time I try, I fail, right? Um, I know that's not true, but I know the way you're thinking about it, it feels true. And so my first question is every time I try what? Losing weight. And I don't know what your strategy for losing weight is, right? So for a lot of people, their strategy for losing weight is to eat really, cut, cut the food way down, right? And that, that's a great way to fail because it's really hard. So every time I every time I try to add healthy habits, work out, eat healthy, et cetera, and yes, losing weight, the overall goal. Okay. So every time I try, I fail. Let me ask you this, and I'm glad you're, you're able to kind of go back and forth in real time. It'll make it a little more interesting. Um, every time I try to add healthy habits, because adding healthy habits are, is a challenge, right? So my first question is, how many healthy habits are you trying to add at once, right? Are you trying to, tomorrow's Monday? Well, today's Monday, right? So it's Monday, okay, now I'm going to do, now I got all these healthy habits, I'm going to do all of them, you know? Is it one healthy habit at a time you're looking to add? Uh, let's just say workout, right? Eat healthy, right? Because that's all vague stuff, like workout. I got to work out more, right? But it's like, if you think about it, it you, 
yeah, probably too many. Oh, yeah, but I'm impatient. Oh, there you go. Right. I, I, I understand that completely. However, and this is, I always have to talk about this because it's just the diet. We've all been infected with the diet mind virus. Okay. So that we can't even separate weight loss from dieting at this point. And this dieting mindset is the most destructive thing in terms of your weight loss that exists. It's, um, it, it's just subconsciously I'm talking about. There's so many subtle aspects to the dieting mindset that are so harmful. The biggest one of all of them probably is the short-term nature of dieting, right? When you think of dieting subconsciously, you think of it as a temporary thing. I was going to do this until I lose the weight. And then once you get on that path, forget it. Because once you think, okay, well, I'm just going to do this until I lose the weight. Well, the next thought that comes up, let me find the fastest way. To, let me get this over as quick as possible. Let me, let me suffer and deal with all the pain now. Let me do something really hard so I can get the results fast, you see? And so you're not oriented to long-term results. You're oriented towards short-term results, right? That's your biggest challenge, right? You got to switch. Because let me ask you a question. How long do you want to keep the weight off for? You know? And I know you're saying forever, but you're approaching it as if you just want to lose the weight for a little while. I said, well, what are you going to do once you lose the weight? I'll figure it out then. No, you won't. <laughs> and that's, that was really one of the cool things. One of the coaching calls I just did, this person lost 25 pounds. The other person lost a bunch of weight five years ago. So they both lost a lot of weight. The weight is not, the weight doesn't make you happy automatically. If you're miserable, if you, if you follow a miserable process to lose the weight, it's almost guaranteed that you're going to quit that miserable plot process at some point. And if you have no other process in place, you're gonna put the weight back on. It's that simple. And how does that keep happening over and over to people? How do people not realize this and change it up? Well, because people get very emotional when it comes to their weight loss and they do the same dumb stuff over and over again, right? Would it be easier or better to try and avoid one healthy action a week rather than all at once? It's so dumb because I get paralyzed and then don't make any changes. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but hey, listen, you're, you're, you've elevated your thinking tremendously just through this conversation, okay? Because now you're starting to use your rational, logical brain. You have to understand, see, speaking of hypnosis, hypnosis is the bypassing of the critical faculty, okay? And so what's happening is we're bypassing our logical conscious mind. You have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. And so hypnosis is bypassing the logical conscious mind and influencing the subconscious mind. All right. So when it comes to weight loss, what happens is you're kind of in a trance, a never ending trance with weight loss, because when you think about weight loss, you get very impatient. You get very upset about the situation you're in. You pissed off at yourself for having created the situation for yourself in the first place. And now you're not thinking logically. Now you're just very emotional. I don't care what I got to do. I just want to lose the weight. Right. And th that impatience takes over. And as soon as you get into this very emotional state of pain or impatience or just want the results fast, you stop thinking logically. And this is how you get into these patterns of trying to do everything all at once, not being able to do any of it, right? Because, because again, I'm just going to say, I'm going to assume Salmonator, which I, I love that. So I'll, I'll stick with Salmonator. Salmonator here is saying, no, 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 Salmonator, I want, this is interesting. I'm going to scroll up to what you started this off with, because this is the same, it's the same pattern every time for me. Okay. Where I start a conversation and someone, we have what's called the presenting problem, right? So someone comes and says, well, I can't, I, every time I try something, I fail, right? It's huge sweeping generalization, right? And so, so Sam and Aaron, again, don't, I appreciate you for doing this. Don't, don't take this the wrong way because you're learning here and you're growing. So Sam and starts it with, hi, question, nothing sticks for me. Every time I try, I fail. Any advice to start and stay consistent, right? So right off the bat, that's the subconscious programming. Nothing sticks for me. Every time I try, I fail, 
right? So that you can almost guarantee that in Salminator's mind, that, that phrase is constantly running around in their head. Okay. And that's hypnosis. You see what I mean? We are all our own best or worst hypnotists because we're all up in our head talking to ourselves, saying things. And if you've been struggling with weight, I guarantee you're saying things like that. Nothing sticks for me. Every time I try something, I fail. Now that's intense, right? But, but it's like, we all say very intense things inside our head. And usually it's a lot more intense than that. And a lot more R rated, right? So that's a problem orientated thing. Do you, you see what I'm saying? Like we bring it back to the original concept here. It's problem oriented to say, I'm looking at my past. I'm looking at the problems. I've tried things, nothing's sticking. Every time I try something, I fail. Right now, again, you flipped it over into something positive. Any advice to start and stay consistent, but that's almost a throwaway. You're not the nothing sticks for me. Every time I try and fail, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Because you say that a lot and any advice to start and stay consistent is nice, but you don't think that all the time. If you thought, how can I start and stay consistent? How can I consistently make myself healthier and happier and get the weight loss results I want? If you obsessed on that question in a genuine way, you'd be on a different path. But that's how you started that question is what I'm trying to say. And now what happens is we're working down that path of getting more specific, right? And again, what did I say to you? I said to you, you're probably trying to do too much at once because that's what everyone does. The weight loss thing is so crazy. When you take it, when you take a step back and look at weight loss, I think this is fascinating because I can't think of anything else in our lives where we do this, you know, where you say, okay, tomorrow's Monday. I'm going to completely change my life tomorrow. I'm going to start tomorrow cutting 60% of my calories out of my life. I'm going to eat 60% less calories. I'm going to completely change how I eat all day, every day for the rest of my life until I reach that goal weight. So the next couple months, maybe next couple of years and all the emotions that go with all this drastic change, all the impact on my energy levels, because now I have to think about every single thing I'm eating now right? All the emotions of taking away my best emotional strategies to deal with emotions, which was eating. I'm getting rid of that, but I don't care. I'm just going to deal with it. Right? <laughs> and you think you're going to start tomorrow. Perfect. And you're going to ride that perfection out to your goal weight. And it's the goofiest thing I've ever heard. Cause like, imagine that in piano, like, it's like, what are you going to do? Like, I, I mean, anything you wanted to learn, like, you just think you're going to be perfect at it tomorrow. We're going to start playing piano. I'm going to do eight hours a day. I'm going to practice. And when I make a mistake, I'm going to beat myself. It's just, it's weird. It's weird. And it's put there by the diet industry because the diet industry doesn't want you to lose weight. The diet industry is the food companies, right? Weight Watchers is owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. Uh, Slim Fast was owned by the same company that owns Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Uh, Atkins Food Products is owned by the same company that owns Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon. These companies don't want you to lose weight. They give you these shitty strategies to reduce calories drastically because they know you're going to come back and eat more food ultimately with that strategy. It's called What the Hell Effect. Look it up. And so... They're always missing the nuts and bolts of what it actually takes to lose weight, which is usually the inside work, mindset, um, creating a lifestyle. Um, and changing your habits. So yeah, Salminator, it's uh, exactly, right? So then she goes, every time I try to add healthy habits, work out, eat healthy, et cetera, I try and I fail, right? Well, yeah, because you're trying to do all of it at once, right? So this is the weight loss craziness, weight loss psychosis. I should say the diet psychosis is that tomorrow I'm going to cut 60% of my calories out. I'm going to start working out three to five times a week. I'm going to go to bed earlier. I'm going to start going for walks. I'm going to start drinking more water. <laughs> it's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah. You're going to try and fail. Right. Again, it's like, why wouldn't you fail? If every time I say I'm going to learn the piano, my, my main strategy, is I'm going to start practicing eight hours a day. Well, guess what? Every time I try and learn the piano, I'm going to fail. Right. 
But again, we've, we've gotten normalized to this craziness. What would be a better approach to changing your weight? And you're not going to like it because you, you mentioned, you identified the main problem is your impatience, right? But if you weren't impatient and you were going to use the most logical, rational approach to master your weight, wouldn't it make more sense to start where you're at and maybe introduce one healthy habit, maybe work on one bad eating habit at a time, get some, you know, some, some mastery over that, gather some strategies, work on implementing those, get that down, then move on to the next one. Right. But you can't do this because you're in this sprint mindset where you just want to lose the weight as fast as possible. If you can't lose it fast, it, it's just you're not even motivated, you know? Um, you know, so again, I just try and point this stuff out. Right. Yeah. I'm going to return to my goal weight and live there for the rest of my life on your autopilot. Yeah, Moni. You know, you, you know what you're saying. I'm glad you enjoy this. Thank you. So Sam said, I definitely get so mad at myself. LOL, I feel like it should be easy. It's just math, but it's hard. Yeah, so there's another diet thing, right? Is, is the diets, the marketing of a diet is this, okay? That if you want to come up with a new diet, what you do is you look for one concept, okay? You got to make it conceptually simple because that'll trick most, most humans and adults in America at least. And so you make it conceptually simple. How do you do that? Well, you say, you know what? All you have to do, you want to you lose all the weight you want fast? Just stop eating carbs. Just one little, just one little thing. Just stop eating carbs, right? And so conceptually, that's like the simplest thing on the planet. Well, anyone can do that. And now every diet's like that. Oh, just count your points. Just count your points and make sure they're lower than normally. Hmm, simple. <laughs> just eat Mediterranean food. Just whatever. Ultimately, you got you to reduce your calories. So the, con the concept of weight loss is one of the easiest things on the planet. The practice of making it happen is one of the hardest things on the planet. And the diets only tell you what to do, and they never show you how to actually get yourself to do it. You know, and then we get mad at ourselves. We conceptually, God, geez, what's wrong with me? It's so simple. I just had to stop eating carbs. Well, well, did you factor in going to your nephew's birthday party? Did you factor like going out with your friends to a bar? What are you going to do? It ain't so easy now, is it? <laughs> right. It's like, how do we keep missing the, the most, the hardest part of losing weight is the behavior of it consistently. You know, and we just, we keep falling prey. Oh, well, this one says just eat cabbage. This one says don't eat after eight. Oh, this one's it's like, it's one tactic. Diets are always like one tactic that they just sell you. And conceptually, it seems so easy. Like, oh, I could do that. You know, no, you got to calm down. Hey, guess what? Mastering your weight's hard, right? I'll say it. It's not easy. It's a complex thing. You're thinking about weight loss. Like it's a bank account, debits, credits. Oh, just lower the credit. No, no. It's like the stock market. Cause what about your moods? Hey, what about your lifestyle? What about your energy levels? What about your habits? You think you're just going to change those tomorrow because you want to lose weight and they're just going to be changed? Like what? It's it's bananas. <laughs> like, God, it's, it's just so stupid. Like it's just, it's a complete lack of anything and any understanding of yourself or humans in general. And you know, you don't believe it because stop it. Be honest with yourself. When a friend or someone you know tells you, oh, I just started this diet, this weight loss plan. Do you ever believe that it's going to work for him? Do you ever believe it's going to work for him? Ever, ever. You don't. And you don't believe it's going to work for yourself. And so Sam and Eric, I appreciate you saying all this stuff out loud because then you get pissed off at yourself that your ridiculous plan didn't work. That's the craziest part, right? <laughs> I told myself I was going to play eight hours a day till I learned the piano. Here I am day two and I don't want to play. I can't move my fingers. Now I can't play. I'm pissed at myself. Why? What are you supposed to do? Force yourself to play the next day for eight hours? Like it's too much. You're trying to overcorrect. I hate to say this because I know you're impatient. You just want to lose weight fast. But at some point, you got to take a step outside of that process. How many more times can you just get so obsessed with losing weight fast and choose the same freaking strategy that leads you in the same loops and circles? 
it, it's it's discouraging and depressing. But the worst part is, and Salmonator, you're, you're putting on your words, is that you're you blame yourself. You blame yourself that you couldn't change all of your behaviors and habits and thoughts and feelings in one day. Now you're pissed at yourself. Seems so simple. All I had to do was stop eating carbs. All I had to do was cut my calories down to a 1,200 calories a day. I couldn't even do that, you loser. You don't even deserve to lose the weight. <laughs> That's what we're saying in our heads. And it's it's bananas. It's bonkers. So again, what's the rational, logical approach? Well, you have to have a longer-term approach, which is hard to do. That's why I suggest to you that you switch your goal from weight loss to weight mastery. And so I just want to lose as much weight as I can, as fast as I can. I just want to lose the weight. No, you want to return to your goal weight and live the rest of your life at your goal weight on near autopilot forever. That's what you want. Start articulating a more accurate goal for yourself and you'll set your mind to find more strategies that are in line with that. You know, that's the first thing to kind of get past the impatience. All right. Um, I definitely have a lot of absolute thoughts. Yeah. I'm very all or nothing. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, and that's, a, that's again, that's another diet thing because again, think about diets subconsciously are short term, right? So I would say that like you tend to think of a diet like a sprint. Right. Because in your mind, you're like, okay, it's short term. I'll get the best results possible. So let me be perfect. Let me pick the most extreme plan, the hardest plan. I'll do it perfectly to get the fastest results. Let's do it. That's how we're going to do it this time. Okay. And then if you run a sprint and you trip a little bit, you lost the race, you know? And just like on your diet, the second you mess something up, you feel like you lost and then you just don't want to do it anymore, you know? And so it's not the mistake that's the problem. You're going to make mistakes all the time. It's the way you're framing the process. You're thinking about it as a sprint where you need to be absolutely perfect. And you can't be perfect. You can be perfect, I guess, for a little while. But as you extend that timeline out, perfection's impossible. So for me, it's like, I help people. It's like, I, I take that pressure right off of them. You're going to see in the coaching calls. You're going to see it. I'm taking the way you're, the, the, mental, the mindset you're in when it comes to losing weight is a, is a hypnosis. You're in a hypnotic trap from the diets. So that when you think about weight loss, you think about it, you're 180 degrees thinking about it wrong and you're, you're trapped and you're, you're effed. You're just, you're screwed thinking about it that way. Um, and so you think about it as this short-term sprint. The second you make a mistake in a sprint, it's magnified and it feels overwhelming. And then you get discouraged and you can't keep going, you see? So it makes a lot more sense to start where you're at and start to realize this is a, a forever marathon. It never ends because at what point do you not care about your weight and your health, right? Never. And so this is a forever thing. So there's no rush. Slow down. You're so addicted to chasing shortcuts that you never just put the energy and time into just fixing this, resolving it. And the irony I always say is that the weight loss strategies and path is way harder than the weight mastery one because the weight loss one is just obsessed with overcorrecting everything and the fastest results possible. Weight mastery is a slow and steady. Let's just relax. Because to be honest, most of the time, you'll see this again in the coaching side, it's always the same. What, what you don't even believe this. I know you don't believe this. That's why you need to see these coaching things. You might still not believe it because it's not you, but at least to be a person and you'll see them going through the process and you'll see it dawning on them in real time that the weight's not the problem. The eating and the exercising is not the core problem. The core problem almost always is that you have an overactivated sympathetic nervous system. Let me put it a different way. You're too stressed out. You're stressed out. You're stressed out about life, work, kids, weight, whatever. You're so stressed out. And from that place, you're less resourceful. You have less of your resources available to you when you're stressed out, right? And, and it's causing, it's the, it's the fundamental core, I believe, of pretty much everyone's weight issue is it's emotional eating. You can think of it that way if you want, but it's really more specifically, it's that you're stressed out. 
And then you think about losing weight and you do it in a stressful way. And then, then doing it that way causes you more stress. Then you can't keep it up. And then that causes you more stress. And so every time you think about weight loss now, you're a little stressful, little monster. You know what I mean? Like you're just stressed out. And so you never think about your weight loss from a calm, relaxed perspective. And being stressed out all the time, you have frazzled thinking. And when you look at your weight loss, does that not describe it a bit? Don't you feel frazzled and just, it's weird too, because you're not like that everywhere. But when it comes to your weight loss, you are. Yeah, absolute thoughts are part of that, you know? Um, I say that to myself like every week. Yeah, yeah I've gained 50 pounds in a year. Yeah, that's. I feel bad for that. But again, my, my point, my goal here is, I mean, I can't give everyone solutions because I feel like real solutions need to, you need to, Commit to something and you need to fix them. You know, my program, I think it was like a college course. It was a 60 page workbook that you go through, right? I think there's three pillars. There's a mindset pillar. I, there's, I call them the weight mastery blueprints. There's a mindset blueprint, lifestyle blueprint, eating blueprint. And I think you have to go through these and customize them to yourself. All of it, right? You need to figure out what, so my mindset piece, it starts with motivation, like truly understanding what motivates you, right? The weight's not enough of a motivator. I know you think it is, but I promise you it's not. If it was, you would have lost the weight, okay? And so you figure out how to motivate yourself. Then you work on your self-image. And that's the core of the whole program is defining who do I want to be, right? Not just what do I want to look like. That's a little aspect of it. But the bigger part is how do I want to live? How do I want to deal with stress? How do I want my relationships in life to be? How do I want to work? How do I, who's the parent I want to be? Who's the, what's the identity you want to occupy during this life you have, right? That, that's the core goal. Then there's your habits, right? Like you were saying, I'd never recommend someone, once you understand the neuroscience of habits, you would understand that the idea of trying to implement, you know, change 15 things at once is, is goofy. You know, it's, you can't do it. You're just overwhelming yourself. It's never going to work. So understanding the neuroscience of habits is really helpful and being strategic with how you're going to deal with unhealthy habits and how you're going to install healthy habits, right? There's a science to it. You might want to learn about it and use it. It's going to be a much better path for you. Then there's dealing with emotions, right? Your main way of dealing with emotions right now is probably food-based. And once you learn other ways to deal with emotions, how to feel the emotions you want and how to deal with the unpleasant emotions you don't want to feel, when you learn better strategies to do that that don't involve food, guess what? That makes the emotional eating a lot easier to handle, right? But if, if eating is the main way you're dealing with the shittiest emotions you feel in your life, then guess what? You're probably not going to stop eating, Okay. And the next step is thinking, right? How to think like a thin person, right? They, they, again, there's a science to this. There, there's, there's strategies to this. And then there's maintenance, you know? So anyways, that's my mindset piece. So you, you learn all this stuff because what's the alternative salmonator? It's, it's like, you just keep, you just keep cycling through the same thing over and over. It's what, I don't know who said it, but it's like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting a different result, but there's no more insanity in the world than the weight loss thing because you keep trying to do the same thing. Now, again, I don't blame you for it. You're, you're trapped into a way of thinking by the diets. Like literally, we've all been exposed to like a millions of ads, diet ads, and they're always impacting how we think about weight loss. They're always causing us to think short term, to think primarily about how we want to look better, um, to focus on extreme plans, short term results, just want to lose the weight, you know, and so they infect how we think about it and it keeps us trapped. But that's why I do these for free. That's why I do all the videos. My goal is to help as many people as possible live at their goal weight. You know, and so I put this idea out there just to give you an alternate point of view to help you realize that mental prison you're in, you know, because once you realize it, then you can start to strategically start thinking about this in a different way. And it's the way of thinking about this can make the biggest difference in your weight. It's not your willpower. There's nothing wrong with you. The only problem is you're, you're running 
you're running horseshit programs in your subconscious mind that were put there by diets to keep you stuck with the food. Okay. Um, thanks for all you do. So helpful. I'm glad. Thank you. Thoughts on tracking your food intake, my fitness pal or others. Um, yeah, I think that's fine, you know, but I like to use trackers and measurements and counting calories as a calibration tool. Um, now that's me. My number one rule is there's no right or wrong. There is only what works for you. Okay. So if you love counting calories, you knock yourself out, count calories. Okay. It's always about figuring out what works for you. I don't like doing that. I don't like measuring, counting calories, tracking things real, like specifically. So I rely more on kind of soft structures. Okay. And so, but I think that tracking your food initially is great just so you can calibrate. Where am I at? What do I, how much do I, how many servings do I think I'm eating? How many calories do I think I'm consuming here? And how many am I actually consuming? You see what I mean? So I like using it in that way. Um, but I like optimizing and organizing my life and my eating habits around um, kind of routines. And, and so I have ways of measuring kind of intuitively now, but I had to develop them. Okay. But tracking can be helpful to get you there, but I don't like tracking forever. I love your tips. Thank you. I'm glad. Glad you're enjoying this. So what do I do then? Just one thing and master that first and add another thing? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but think about that. You know what I mean? There's a saying, right? That people overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month and underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year. You know, you're so oriented. Remember this. You don't want to lose weight. The lose weight part is just a part. Of, it's just one phase. It's going to take you a couple weeks, couple months, maybe a couple years to lose the weight. But then what? Do you know what I mean? So it's like on day one, I, I would rather be focused on my long-term success and maintenance. I would never personally, like right now, I would never like do some extreme thing to lose weight that wasn't going to be sustainable because I'm so optimized and organized and oriented around long-term success. So it's like anything I'm doing, it's something I want to be able to do when I'm 95. Like, so my eating habits, I'm going to be able to do these forever. I like them. I enjoy them. They're great. They nourish me. They're good. You know, the way I structure my eating, I love it. You know, I got my clean days and my pleasure days. Great. It works for me. You know, my meditation, I love meditation. You know what I mean? So all the things I do to master my weight, I love doing, you know, because again, I, I approach my weight loss. I take my weight loss and I wrap it in personal development. So what I'm really motivated, because again, I mean, you lose weight and then it's over. Okay. What most people do is they trade the pleasure of the food. They change that for the pleasure of the weight going down. Right. So they give up the pleasure of the food that's gone, but now they get the weight coming down. That's really exciting. But what happens when the weight goes all the way down and you don't get that excitement anymore? What are you going to do? Don't tell me you're just going to figure it out because that's the most dangerous thing is to lose weight and then put it back on. And if you're starting your weight loss plan, well, I just want to lose the weight. You setting yourself right up for that, that experience. Oh, I lost the weight and I put it back on. Yeah. Because you never had a long-term strategy. You never even thought about a long-term strategy, you know, and everything I do is based around long-term. So yeah, I'd start with one thing and then build up on there, right? Can you imagine? Like, it's, like, that sounds like the craziest idea when it comes to weight loss, doesn't it? That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's how you know you're in a hypnotic trance because the idea that starting where you're at and working on fixing one bad eating behavior and working on that, adding one healthy habit, and let's just focus on that this week for the next couple of weeks, and let's just ingrain it. Let's, let's get it. Let's come up with strategies that really work. You know, not just forcing myself. Let me find a way to eat healthier that's easy and natural that I enjoy at least somewhat, you know, um, because just developing patience is another part of it too. But I've lost weight a million times. I can't keep it off. Yeah. You're probably losing weight in extreme ways. It's unsustainable. I mean, is that accurate? So I said, that's correct. I am. We are all very stressed out. 
very stressed out. If I travel a ton, yeah, food feels impossible to fix. Yeah, so I, again, I, I'm I'm hyping up. I want you all to see this. And by the way, if you all want to do a coaching session, you'll you'll see like the, how the coaching sessions go. I got two of them I just did today, and I'm going to put those up. And it's going to be so good for you to see these, okay? Because you're going to see everything I'm saying in context, which which is how our brains understand things. So I, I'm really excited for you to see this. But at whatever, if you ever want to work with me, if you're if you'll allow me to videotape it and put it out into the world, so you got to be a, kind of a certain type of personality, I suppose. Um, but if you want to do that, just email me. Okay. And we'll do it free session, you know, and I'll coach you and I, and I will absolutely <laughs> like, I'll shift your paradigm and guarantee it. Like you'll, you'll see it happen, you know, cause I approach this in a completely unique way. And, um, but, but to, to your point now to specifically you is if you're stressed out, like if you're, if you're just feeling overwhelmed with life, weight loss should not even be the first thing on your mind. The first thing in your mind should be, how can I relax more? How can I more effectively deal with the stress? Because as long as you're stressed out, your chances of controlling your weight are almost zero. You can force yourself to do whatever for a little while. But if you're still freaking out inside, you're going to have all that freaking out gen generating unhealthy cravings that you got to fight against. Not, not a good, great strategy. You know, um, love your live. Thank you. I'm glad I'm in a fasting. What do you think about it? How would it last? I'm in a fast. Um, I don't, I don't, agree with fasting at all and you always hear me say like there's no right or wrong do what works for you but i think i've not seen now intermittent fasting fine but when i hear i'm in a fasting i'm feeling like that's a long multi-day fast water fast it's a long time one so shoot me that baby like, let me know the specifics on that one bb bb4 let me know it feels intimidating to start too yeah when you try and take too much on yeah it becomes hard um you explain all my thoughts yeah um, I think that I know I'm going to fail into all the things I need to do feel overwhelming. Yeah. Right. And that's how most people think, right? That's how most of us are. I mean, I don't feel that way anymore. I used to, but it's like, if you think you're going to fail and it feels overwhelming to lose weight, that's what I mean. Like a lot of people like, like weight loss done right is I think without question, like probably the number one, one of the most best things you can do in your life. Like, like, to cause yourself the most enjoyment and happiness and just all the wonderful things in life, I think come from this, you know, I, I, doing it in the right way, not just starving yourself and the weight going down. I'm talking about transforming yourself from the inside out into a person who is thin and healthy. And what I mean by thin is you living at your goal weight. And what I mean by your goal weight is the weight that makes you the happiest, the healthiest and gives you the best quality of life. Right. And so I think if you're able to figure out a way to be in the world, to live so that you're at your goal weight, and you feel healthy and you feel good about yourself, it's like the most pleasurable thing you can do at all. But how most people approach weight loss is like they actually associate pain to it. You think losing weight and you think, oh, it sucks. It's going to be boring. It's going to be really hard. It's overwhelming. It's frustrating. Do you see what I mean? So subconsciously, you don't even want to lose weight because you think of it as something that sucks. I get a lot of pain and I get less pleasure by losing weight. That's how you're subconsciously thinking about it. So is any wonder why you're not getting the results you want? Right. Um, everyone like his post so we can get boosted. Yeah. Throw some likes, folks. Share this with some people. <laughs> what works for you? Nothing works for me, clearly. Okay. I'll go into that for a second. Is 105 pounds at 5'7 good? Um, I never, you know, it's not my job to tell anyone what their weight should be. It's always your job to choose what, I mean, that's, let's be honest, right? I mean, it, I'm not telling any secrets here. We all get to choose what we want to weigh. I know you're here to say, so oh, I don't get to choose. I got metabolic disorder. I got PCOS. 
to, to listen to the most degree, we, we pretty much decide what we're going to weigh. Um, I always say weight mastery revolves around action and acceptance. At some point, it's almost guaranteed. You're going to have to accept that you're, I had to accept, oh, I'm not going to look like Brad Pitt. You know, even if my body looks like that. I stopped working with this. <laughs> I'm going to look like Brad Pitt. So I'm okay with that. I've, I've accepted that. You know what I mean? So I think we all have to do that because we live in this weird, weird world where we constantly have like this, these, these perfection things put in front of us. So I do think it, some part of this process is recognizing what, what's, what's right for me. What do I want? Separating the ideas that are implanted into our mind from the reality. Who do I want to be? What's the best version of me? You know, the best version of me is never going to look like Brad Pitt. Oh, I'm fine with that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Now, but I was operating out of that idea for a long time. I was going to look like, uh, no, at some point, you know, this is who I am. Let me be myself. You know, let me be the best version of me, you know? And, and so it's ever, oh, Brad Pitt, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's a weird way to be in the world because again, the way we live for millions of years and we live in small groups of people and we all kind of look like them. You know what I mean? And so there weren't these ideas, these ideas of perfection that are just weird now. You know, you know what I mean? Like they really are like, like, I don't know this idea, like, oh, just want symmetry, you know, symmetry face. That's what we find. And maybe that is what we all respond to, but so what? Like, it's just, it's a weird arbitrary kind of thing we're all optimizing around. So, um, Anyways, getting back to your weight, you know what I mean? Like I, I would, I, it's up to you to decide what your weight's going to be. I will suggest the BMI chart's not a bad place to start, right? I'm not a doctor. So what do I know? If these people all come up with this chart, I don't trust everything the medical establishment comes up with, but I think the BMI thing is a not a bad place to start. So I don't think you want to be too far away from that goal weight. You can be overweight by a percentage, you know, underweight, you could probably be a, underweight by a percentage of where your normal weight is. Um, but as you get, as you start getting further out from there, either direction, then I'd start, I'd start worrying again. I, this is your life, you know? So obviously underweight has those, we know what those, those issues are and being overweight. We know what those issues are. So I think it's optimizing to some ballpark health wise where you want to be. And then there's deciding where you want to be visually, how you want to look and feel and how you want to present yourself, you know? So it's up to you, you know? So, um, but there's no right or wrong. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, like you could say, oh, I want to be X amount of pounds and I'm six feet three. Well, you know, I mean, you have to take into, here's the other thing. You can't, your weight doesn't live in a vacuum. So you can't just say, I want to be X amount of pounds. You've got to take into account what's that mean in terms of my lifestyle, right? So if, uh, if being X amount of weight means I have to drink water and eat carrots all day, that's kind of a shitty quality of life in my book, you know? And so it's like, why would I pick that weight? You know what I mean? I would, I would crank it up a couple pounds because what's the point? There's no, there's no number weight that you get to. And it's like all of a sudden, like, you know, balloons fall out of the sky and someone sends you a million dollar check and you're, you know what I mean? You're the most popular person in the world. That's, you know, that's not how it works. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, most people don't give a shit about your weight, to be honest. And so I say this to you because I know, I know I can already tell. And I know I see stuff. I, I get eating disorder people on here because I put a thin video up and it's like, you may not want to be listening to me because I, none of my stuff's going to work to help anyone with an eating disorder. It's not built for that. This is built for someone to have a congruent goal weight that, that allows them to be the healthiest, the happiest, and the best quality of life. And so, you know, above all else that getting to that number, you know, when, when you, your health is flailing, your lifestyle is miserable, you don't feel good emotionally. So that number, it, it doesn't mean you're going to feel great. You know, you got to take it all into account. It's a, it's a holistic thing. It's a, it's a, there's a combination of factors. You see. And so, for example, about 10 years ago, I'd had my son and we moved in a new house. We we're redoing it. And I was I was exhausted. I, it was a tiring time. And so 
it was harder for me to maintain my weight that I'm at now. I'm back down to my the weight I was at and that I'd been at for like 20 years before that. And it went up, you know, because I was tired and I was eating worse and whatever. And so during that time, though, for it was about almost 10 years, I said, you know what? I'm raising my goal weight. I raised my goal weight by 10 pounds because it was it was too much work for me to keep it at that lower weight at that point. So do you know what I'm saying? You hear what I'm saying? You got to take your weight and you've got to, you can't just pick a goal weight. Because when I was here, because I always ask, I said, what's your goal weight? X amount of pounds. Why? Uh, I don't know. Because uh, when's the last time you weighed that? Oh, when I was 18. Okay. So what, what's this even mean? What are we doing here? You know what I mean? Like things change. And so we have to keep our goal meaningful and relevant to where we're at and what it's going to take to achieve it. Because the worst thing you can do is choose some really low weight. Why? Well, that's what I weighed when I was 18. Oh, that's what that actress weighs. Oh, that's what, that's what that girl weighs, or that's what that person weighs, whatever. And then for you to do it, you have to be miserable and you hate your life. Like, what are we doing? I, I don't understand that point. You'd have to let me know if, if you have reasons why that is, let me know. I'd love to discuss them. But to me, it's like, this is a holistic concept. Again, this is about you being the best version of you. And if you're starving yourself, I don't know how that's the best version of you, you know? Um, and so I think what it comes to is, is really, again, recognizing that this is a, a holistic process to be the best version of you possible. And part of that is your weight. Part of that's how you look, but more of it is about how you're thinking and feeling about yourself, how you're nourishing your body, the, the, the lifestyle you're leading. Um, how can I stop emotional comfort eating, please? Um, that's such a big question. I'll get to that in a second. Lose the weight and then just move out the goalpost further. Um, lose the weight and then just move out the goalpost further. I mean, people do that, you know? Um, it sounds crazy because it sounds like it's going to take forever. Yeah, no, I get that. It's a trick of the mind, you know, and, and it's, you're working against that. I suggest, I think one of the most valuable things I've learned is like cognitive biases. Okay. These are biases we're all born with, right? They're, they're hardwired in our brain from evolution. And so there's a number of them. I did a whole lesson, the top five cognitive biases It's really interesting because what you have to do is you have to, the more you understand your brain, the more you can strategize, you know? And so one of the things that you have to deal with that, that you're describing, there's a thing called future discounting. Okay. And so basically it just means that if I said, I'll give you a hundred dollars now or $200 in two years, most people are going to take the hundred bucks now. Right. And so our brain discounts future, you know, cause it doesn't know if it's going to be there. Right. So it's not, it's not certain. So things, things going on with weight. It's like you get the food now or I could potentially lose weight at some point in the future. And you say, ah, let's just eat the food. Now we'll start tomorrow. You know, that's how that works. <clears throat> so what you want to do is, you have to start orienting your decisions based on closer, closer factors. So instead of saying, uh, you know, I got a cookie in front of me, should I eat this cookie? Cause what most people are doing the cookie is saying, oh, I could eat the cookie and get the pleasure of that now, or I could not eat the cookie and maybe I'll get some pleasure away in the future. That's a shitty way to look at it. You're almost always gonna eat the cookie in that situation. However, if you start saying, well, yeah, I could eat the cookie now. It's pleasurable. It tastes good. I could do that. But if I do five minutes after I eat that cookie, how am I going to feel mentally and emotionally about it? Right now, if you want to lose weight and you go and eat another cookie five minutes after you finish that, if you're thinking about it, you're probably gonna be frustrated with yourself, annoyed, depressed, sad, whatever. And then all those emotions that go with that, you know, so never mind the weight loss. I like orienting myself five minutes after I finish eating. Am I happy I made that decision? And I find that's a very effective way to kind of do that. But again, I get, it feels like it's going to take forever. I would sit with that. I would have a conversation with myself. It does feel like it's because it's that same voice in your head saying it's going to take, that's going to take forever. I used to have this with the salads. I started making salads and I, I prep them on Monday and um, then I have them for the next three days. I don't need them on Friday. And so 
I remember I, I started doing that. And then like a couple of weeks in, I, I said, oh, it's time to make my salads. And I said, oh, come on, man, it takes too long. It's going to take you forever to make those. Right. I said, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. And so what I did is I made the salads, but I timed myself. Right. And it took me seven, like seven and a half minutes. And I was like, huh, that's not, not nearly as long as I thought. That's not true. And so the next week, that boy's, like, oh, and I said, no, it's going to take seven and a half minutes. I'll be done. So you can't just let those, these thoughts we have, we can't. So what? Hey, what we have to get is you have to like get good at debating yourself. Right. So when that voice comes, say, oh, man, if I slow down, if I take the slow route, it's going to take forever. And then you can't let that bully voice look, oh, it's going to take you forever. Oh, I guess you're right. I'm, oh, you know what I mean? No. Say, yes, yeah, so what? It's already taking forever with your way. <laughs> We're slowing it down. Sit down. But it's going to take forever. Shut up. At least it's going to happen. And it's not going to take forever. But it's going to take <laughs> I mean, I'm weird. But I'm telling you, the way we talk in our heads, there's usually this bully voice that, you know, you try and do something right. Okay, Salmonator, right? Tell me this doesn't sound familiar. It's like, you, you oh, tomorrow's my Monday. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to all my healthy habits. And then you don't do it. Oh, and then that voice comes in, right? And just tears you apart, right? They're just tearing you apart. And that's what happens to most people. It's like you try and do something positive. And geez, I, again, I just did this call today. This person's lost almost 20 pounds. And they've been going since January 1st. They're stringing together six weeks. Great, right? And instead of feeling like over the moon, excited, happy about everything, they're terrified. They felt terrified about the situation they're in. You know, So we got to get control over the what's going on in our heads, how we're talking to ourselves. I, I swear that, that's the foundational level, you've got to get control over it. I'm struggling to balance gaining muscle and losing fat. Don't know where to start. Um, to be honest, that's not my specialty. You know, I'm really more weight loss. The muscle part is, uh, is not my specialty. Gaining muscle and losing fat. Um, one day it's 24 hours now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's the fasting. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I've done fasting. I've been a raw foodist. I know what it's like and it's miserable to me. Um, so, you know, everyone gets to do what they want, but again, I mean, I don't know. I get people on, I, I don't know. You know, I get trolls on these lives sometimes and they, I know they're not trolling cause I know people that are just have eating disorders and they just drink water to lose weight. Um, but you know, if you take a step back from that process what's the end goal, you know, to me, like doing water fasting is probably the fastest way to put more weight on your body. I really truly believe that, you know, because I know from my experience of fasting, um, now I was doing it for healthy reasons. Okay. It was more like the detox type thing back in the day. But anytime I would do that, A, it was really hard for me. Um, but more importantly, the residual effect was an obsession with food. You know, look up the Dutch famine study. I mean, this could literally become intergenerational. It can change your genetics. Like, like, you know about epigenetics at all. It's like literally being obsessed with food, not having food. I'm not saying a day fast will do this. Okay. But what I'm saying is if you're trying to starve yourself to lose weight, what's the point of this, right? Are you just going to drink water forever? I hope not. And what's the point of that? <laughs> I mean, thin for two months, everyone's going to, oh, she was the thinnest person we ever knew. You know, so it's just like, it's just like, you take a step back and look at it. It's not about the weight anyways, usually from limited, I, I don't work with the eating disorders. Um, but where there's a, there's always convergence, but people eating disorders, people struggling to lose weight. There's usually something they both have in common, which is it's a shitty goal weight that they have. It's just a number and it means not the right thing because I've never heard of like an anorexic or eating disorder person get to their lowest weight and then say, ah, that's when I felt the best. That's when I felt like over the moon. Not really, you know, not when they're being honest, 
you know? And then when people are struggling to lose weight, if you're just thinking about that number, it just doesn't mean anything. You know, you have to give it more meaning. So, but the, but the water fasting, what's the point? I mean, you're going to, you're going to start eating at some point and now you've kind of, you've damaged your metabolism a little bit. You've gotten super obsessed with food. And so now you're, you've made it way harder for yourself. So it's just such short-term thing. It's the, it's the height. It's the pinnacle of short-term thinking is, is water fasting, fasting, um, obviously, you know, throwing up, not eating anything. These are all the height of, of short-term thinking. You know, and again, I think you have to ask the question, what's, what's the point to what outcome? What, what are we looking to achieve here? What's your opinion on Weight Watchers, please? Um, I, Weight Watchers, all right. You know, it's better than the other ones. It used to be better because it was a lot more in-person meetings. And I thought that was good. But at the end of the day, it's just one and the same. I mean, it's fine. It serves a purpose. Most diets will kind of educate you into a philosophy. Um, and, and basically where they're all the same is they're all looking to, in different ways, create caloric redu reductions right? The, the only way you lose weight is you create a caloric deficit. You consume less calories than you used to, and then you start losing weight. Okay. And so the diets always just try and spin that a different way, you know? Um, but I like Weight Watchers. I, I think counting points is kind of a fun way, you know, to track your food, you know, bringing awareness to it, you know, working on, on reducing the calories. So yeah, I, I think Weight Watchers is one of the better ones. However, I think it's, I think it's, I think all the diets are completely inadequate. You know, I think you need to have, you need to know how to shift your mindset. I think you need to have a holistic approach to it. And you need to really focus on lifestyle because that makes it so much easier. You know, I'm sitting here at the same weight. Again, I had a little blip there, but I master my weight. I'm never counting calories. I'm never dieting. Uh, I'm just living my life, you know, doing things. I'm not struggling with hunger. I'm not struggling with unhealthy cravings, you know, because I manage my hunger. So I wake up in the first hour of the day, I'm eating something. I'm, I'm staying I'm staying satisfied all day long and I'm managing my hunger. So, so again, it's very strategic, but so I don't think Weight Watchers is strategic. It's tactics. You know, it's like, Oh, do this, do this, do this. And then you're like, I have no idea how to do that. Weight Watchers are going to help you when you're feeling stressed out. You know what I mean? When you start with the negative bullshit in your head, like they don't teach any of that stuff. And that's the stuff driving all of your behaviors. So it's like any diet and you can replace any diet in the sense of like, yeah, when you're in a great headspace, when you're energized, when things are working for you, you can follow any diet. The problem is, what do you do when life comes down on you? What do you do when you feel sick, when you feel discouraged, when you feel tempted? What, how do you deal with that inner part of the weight loss? And I don't know. It's like no one talks about this. You know, that's all I talk about virtually, you know, because once you fix that part, the rest of the stuff kind of sorts itself out, you know, but I feel about Weight Watchers. I think it's better than most of them. And I think it's inadequate, just like the rest of them. I don't know if I should go longer or eat. Yeah, well, I answered that. I think you should eat because I don't understand the point. Go go longer for what? I mean, what's going to happen? Do you think it's like the water fasting? What, what are you going to do? Like do it for four days and then what? You get to the lowest weight you've ever been to and then what? Then you start eating, you put the weight on, then what? You, you re re revel in the glory days of when you were that weight? Because that's not how it goes, right? Then you just feel like shit. How come I can't be that weight every day? Well, because you need to eat, you know? So it's like, Yeah. Why do I feel so bad about myself over food? Um, well, you know, because most people think, most people think in order to lose weight, they need to eat less food. Again, that's the dieting thing. Dieting is all about the food, the calories, right? And it's just, it's one, it's a one note song. And so first of all, to lose weight, right? What did I say? You need to cut your calories down, right? But to cut your calories down, you don't need to eat less food. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because this is, to me is the, the holy grail of weight mastery is that, I, how am I eating? How am I maintaining my weight? How am I, how can I lower calories while still feeling full? 
Does that sound like a mystery, like a miracle? Because that's why everyone wants the Ozempic, right? You want to get to the point, oh, I want to feel sick. I want to think about food and then feel sick. And then if I eat the food, then I want to throw up because I feel so sick and gross because the, the medicine's working. <laughs> Is that what you want? You know what I mean? Like, and I get, I know people get so desperate and I know there's medical issues. I, I, so I'm not speaking to that. I'm talking about someone who's just in a normal spot, who's struggling with their weight, who just so desperate, just want to do, you know, this intense ass medication. Okay. But instead, what you want to do is you want to start consistently in a healthy way, start optimizing your eating. And so what, I'm not going to go into this right now, but calorie density, volumetrics, look it up. If you start transferring out your foods and replacing high density foods, which are highly processed foods, cookies, ice cream, these are very calorie dense foods, meaning a small, you know, a cookie this big might be a hundred calories because it's stuffed with flour, butter, sugar, flour, all that stuff. Right. And a hundred calories, a salad might be this big. Okay. So that volume makes you feel fuller. The cookie just goes through you quick and then it's absorbed. It doesn't give you much satiation. It doesn't satisfy you for long. And this is what, that's, this is what your problem is, but this becomes all about the food. So you think you have to not eat food to lose weight. And so you start hating food, you know, and then you feel bad. That you can't not eat food, but your entire body and brain have been optimized over millions of years to eat food. So is it really your dream body? If it's a nightmare to maintain thoughts. I like those. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Is it your dream vibe to nightmare to maintain? That, that's I love that. That's a great one. I use that one. <laughs> that's super. So I don't know who said that, but that that's that's exactly what I'm talking about in a much better way. That's exactly it. Right. You've got to take the maintenance into account, you know? And so it's like that's what I'm trying to say. Like that's what the, the, what I'm trying to maintain or, or convey to you. When I had my my son and we moved and like life just went bonkers. I was exhausted, right? For a couple of years it was a lot harder to maintain that same weight that I've been holding. So I raised the weight and I was fine with it because what, who cares? <laughs> you know, it's 10 more pounds. Like, like what's that 10 pounds mean in my life? Think about that. You know what I mean? Like, again, we need to give our weight more meaning. We need to take it in context of our life. That's a great one, Sam. I, I like that. What's your Zodiac sign? I just find it interesting. What do you think I am? I always like this question. Hey, Ivana, how you doing? Any supplements you recommend? Okay, so I have a living vitamin strategy. I, I'm not a supplement guy at all. Um, I like to keep things as natural as possible. So my living vitamin strategy is if you want to take vitamins and supplements, take them in a natural form. And my first number one is salads, right? So I make myself four salads a week. They're, they're big. They're made with um, small leaf lettuces and greens. Um, I'll put carrots, onions, celery, walnuts, beans, egg whites sometimes, tomatoes, right? So, so I'm packing it full of nutrient-dense foods and lots of nutrient variety, you know? So that's my number one source of, of getting those things because it's natural, you know? So again, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know about supplements. That's just not my thing. So maybe they're great. But to me, it's like, if you really want to do that, like you're never going to get, because again, you know what? You're not getting out of supplements. You're not getting fiber, you know what I mean? The biggest shift I ever made in my life, and I've changed my eating tremendously. I've gone from being a super meat eater to being practically, well, I was a raw foodist for a little while. I've made all these giant shifts. The number one thing I've done was about six years ago, I started making these salads for myself. and I started eating them during lunch. Nothing has changed how I feel more than that. And the most primary way it changed me is it lowered my hunger tremendously. Why did it lower my hunger? Because now I'm putting all this fiber in my body and the fiber sticks with you. See, like when you eat a cookie, it all just absorbs. It's all made out of powder and it just absorbs in your body almost instantly. There's no fiber there. And so when you eat, when I eat a salad, 
it's all fiber. All the calories are bound to the fiber. So the fiber is not digested, but it passes through me and then it stays in my intestines. It makes me feel full. There's a thing called the ileal break. And so when your intestines feel empty, you feel hungrier. When your intestines have fiber in them, you feel more satisfied. And so I, I just, I can't stress that enough. Fiber is the number one thing missing from our, um, from our diets. Oh, hey, I know you knew 7A. I remember you. Um, yep. Oh, I just passed a bunch of questions. I'm going to start flying through these questions though. So feel free. If you got to ask them, ask them because I'm going to start moving through them. That's such a good one though. All right. Let's see. Yep. 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 Then I have another week to eat whatever I want until the next Monday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right, Sam. That's how it works. What if somebody's trying to eat healthy, but when they see junk food, they give up and procrastinate? Yeah, I get that, you know, but here's what I'd suggest with that is I think you should separate your eating into two categories. And I think this is really important. I think this is really good advice um, is that most people, when they think about weight loss or eating, they turn it into one thing. And so I think I'm going to, I'm going to not eat it on anything unhealthy primarily. And then they say, I'm going to eat healthy stuff. Okay. I say you separate those two things and yeah, work on not eating junk food and eating the crap. But then if you do eat a bunch of junk food and crap, still eat the healthy nourishing foods. Does that make sense? Right. <laughs> and what I suggest to do. So if somebody's trying to eat healthy, but then they see junk food and they give up and procrastinate, don't procrastinate, you know, eat the healthy stuff. And I would suggest eating the healthy stuff as early in the day as you can. Okay. Because that stuff has a residual effect. So if you get yourself to eat healthy things in the morning or at lunch, it's going to impact everything you do afterwards to some degree. Now you might still eat a bunch of junk food afterwards, but at least you get the healthy stuff in your body. And so often um, people, they're so all or nothing that it's like if they eat the cookies or whatever, now it's, ah, oh, forget I blew it. No, you didn't. Make the two, let them be two separate things. Work on not eating the crappy stuff, but then also focus completely separately. Think of it as like two separate things. Think about how can I have more nutrients into my body? Like I'm obsessed with getting nutrients and high quality stuff in my body. I'm always doing it. Like one of the newest things I've just started adding is um, like the little cutie oranges. I like them. They're easy to eat. So now I leave them out and I'm working on getting more. That's another, you know, I usually eat an apple and a banana a day. And, you know, again, whatever, there's fruits in the salad, that whole fruit vegetable thing. Get looking. So I guess tomatoes are technically a fruit, whatever. And the World Health Organization said the number one thing to help people be healthier is to eat more vegetables, more fruit. Um, you want to get to five a day. But so, anyway, so I started adding the, the fruit in, the, the, the orange, you know, it's just one more source of fiber, you know, and that's really helpful. So yeah, you want to separate those two things, getting good stuff into your body and then saying no to the unhealthy stuff. But I would prioritize, I would focus on, I would let, let alone eat a bunch of shit and I would focus on getting good stuff into my body first, build up that foundation. And then I would work on cutting down the other stuff. Um, best tip to stop comfort eating. Oh, that's such a big question. I, I can't get to it right now. I feel hungry. I'll eat rice and veggies. Good for you, B. I, I, I like, I'm happy to hear that. Okay. And then think about why you want to achieve whatever weight you want and make it more robust than just a number. Um, I literally want to overeat sweets, but I want to lose weight. So I don't know. Um, yeah, of course. I mean, the sweets are like a drug, you know what I mean? For sure. Um, hello everyone. I hope you're all doing well. Oh, that's nice. I used to be really obsessed and restrictive with food that I can't manage to lose weight again. Yeah, I get that. Right. Cause that's how you think of it now. And you think it's always going to be this miserable, difficult process. I mean, I would suggest, again, I was just doing this on a call. So watch these calls today, folks. I'm going to put these, I, I might chop them up and put them on TikTok, but I don't know. Because I feel like, you know, they, I, you need context. In my coaching sessions, they go all over the place in a way. And I think you need context from the beginning to the end to really make sense of it. So I don't know if I'm going to split them up. We'll see. But I'm going to put them on my YouTube channel anyways. And I'm, I can almost guarantee all of you that you may find it very, very compelling. 
because it's a it's an approach that you never will think of on your own. Not because you're not smart, but just because you're you're so conditioned to think in a diet mindset, to think outside of it, it's almost impossible for you, you know? Um, and so seeing that is going to, I think it's going to put a lot of light bulbs on in your head. But yeah, you're really obsessed. If you're betterly obsessed and, and your experience in the past with losing weight has been miserable, then you're going you're gonna to resist it as you move forward, right? Because you associate it as being miserable. Even though, you know, logically, oh, I want to lose weight. The actual emotional response you have is it sucks. It's the worst, you know? So um, it's important that you kind of reframe the whole process right from the beginning. And I never obtained my goal weight. Yeah. The diet that I did was really clean that I could eat anything. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But then I tend to overeat. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing. But you probably tend to overeat because you have a lot of stress inside or you're a nervous person or anxious and that's how you deal with it. And so again, you, you'll see that over and over again. Well, it's only two calls, but again, I always say to you, if you guys all want to do a, a coaching call with me, you know, that, that's what I'm doing. I, I think people are going to really like seeing these. They're fun to do anyways. And I want people to be able to see a, just a different approach because you watch me do it. And that's what I'm always trying to teach my clients, my program. It's, it's to internalize this process of approaching it differently. It's more important than the plan you get to lose the weight. It's the ability inside your head to deal with down days, days when you're really hungry, days when you ate too much food. You know, what do you do then? And that's what no one ever talks about. And that's pretty much all I talk about <laughs> because that's most of the important times, you know? Um, yeah, I lower my metabolism. Yep, yep. How much hypnosis versus education in your program? Well, that's a good question. Um, I would say in my program, the first thing you learn is a the program yourself then technique. It's a minute, two minute technique you use to hypnotize yourself. So I would say, you know, if I just hypnotize someone, I've not seen great results with that consistently. It's powerful and it serves a purpose, which I'll talk about in one second. But I think the most important thing is that you understand what's going inside your head and have some ability to influence it. And so I teach you this one minute technique, which is really two techniques, a redo rehearsal technique. You do it at night and it is really your golden pathway to, to guarantee you will change your behaviors in a very comfortable way. You're learning how to reprogram your subconscious mind. That's the most important piece. But then there's a 60 page workbook, which I take you through again, the mindset blueprints, lifestyle blueprints, eating blueprints that are all customized to you so that you can start strategically creating a mindset, lifestyle and eating behaviors that allow you to live at your, your natural goal weight. And then the whole process is supported by hypnosis. So in my program, I deliver it through your phone. And so every morning when you wake up, you have a little message there, you click on it and it brings you to that day's session. So you start each day with a five minute hypnosis session that not only relaxes and calms you down, but then you gives you positive suggestions and mantras to think in to help you lose weight. And then at night, there's sleep gnosis sessions. Those are 10 minute sessions. And those are each week you get one of those with a core weight loss mantra um, that you listen to as you before you go to sleep. So again, the, the hypnosis is, I think of it as a supplement. I think it's very, very powerful and it works on its own. But I think you also need to have your own plan, your own understanding what's going on. Okay, because- you, your weight is an ongoing process. You know what I mean? It's, it's a living, breathing process. So you have to be engaged in understanding it the whole time. Okay. Um, it's like brushing your teeth. I can't just show you like some amazing brush, tooth brushing technique that keeps your teeth clean for the next year. Do you know what I mean? You just have to be committed to, oh, I guess it just takes, uh, you know, a couple minutes each day, every day for the rest of my life, you know, and weight loss is like that too, because things just change, you know? So you always want to be able to, you know, adjust when necessary. Um, I see my goal to lose weight in order to be prettier, but I can't be consistent. Yeah. Well, you know, that's because that's not a good enough goal. Just to be honest. 
wanting to look better is what we call an extrinsic motivator and it's the weakest form of motivation. And I know you're obsessed with it and you think that that should be more motivating, but it's not. You have to look at your results and what it does. And so you, I always, again, I always start with people. You've got to have a deeper form of motivation. And I always say it's to everyone, you know, just wanting to look better is usually not enough. You need, you need more than that. So that'd be my suggestion to that. I think you may be an Aquarius or a Virgo. <laughs> I'm a Libra. You're so slay. Thank you. I appreciate that. So your point is to eat healthy and not less food or, or I can't see the S at TH. I don't know what that means. Your point is to eat healthy and not less food. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can eat more food and less calories. It's natural foods. I'm sorry. <laughs> so you got to get you again, knowing you should eat vegetables and fruits is the easy way. I'll know that it's how do I, how do I get myself to want to eat natural foods? How do I get myself to, to feel indifferent to sweets and unhealthy foods? You know, that's the trick, you know, but um, yeah, that's the thing. I wouldn't worry. I would put more of my energy into getting more healthy foods in my body because I found every time I do that, I naturally and automatically change the cravings I have. You know, I still have to deal with them. So I'm not actually, it's not a cure all, but it puts me in a way better spot when I'm not that hungry. Guess what? When you, when your hunger's on like, like think of your hunger, hunger scale, zero to 10, 10 being absolutely stuffed, zero being absolutely starving. Like you feel, you know, a day after you've just been drinking water and no food, um, you'll eat anything. You know what I mean? And so all of a sudden, if you come across like one of your favorite candies, good luck not eating it in that state. Now, if you're at a nine and you've just eaten a full meal and dessert and you see your favorite candy, you're way more indifferent to it. I don't give a shit. So you have to understand. Now, again, there's a physical part of it, obviously, but there's also a mental part. So when you manage your hunger and you keep yourself at a four, five, three, four, five, six in that ballpark, you're way more able to deal with cravings from unhealthy foods. I hope that makes sense, right? Um, your lives are comforting. That makes me very happy. I'm really glad to hear that. I'm glad you hear that. And that's what I want to be here for. You know, if you keep showing up, watch my videos and listen to this, I promise you it'll change you. I guarantee you because I'm not just giving you tactics. You know, so don't worry. If I, if I give you a tactic, I say, oh, try this. It doesn't work. That's fine. Okay. Because really what I'm doing is I'm, I'm building you a completely new paradigm to understand your weight and your health in. Okay. Cause I got it. I, I've been doing this for 30 years personally and 20 years professionally. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. This is what I can do. I did like two coaching calls today. I know I'm going to have breakthroughs with them, multiple breakthroughs guaranteed because that's all I do. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And so I'm glad it's comforting because the point I want to put out here is that if you've been struggling, it's not your fault. It's because you've been running shitty programs. You know, you're running the horse shit programs from diets and that's one way to look at it. And there's a way better strategy. How should we reprogram the mind? What things should we be telling ourselves? Well, I'll just leave you a simple because I got to get out of here, but solution oriented things. What do you want? How do you want to feel? Who do you want to be? How do you want to live your life? I suggest getting obsessed with these things. Okay. So why, how do I master my weight? How do I stay motivated? Well, it's really not about the weight. It's really about the person I want to be. I want to eat well. So I have energy. I want to have energy so I can play with my kids. I want to have energy so I can run my business. I love putting this content out. I love, you know, building up a business. I love working for myself. I love seeing how healthy I can be. I love, I've started playing basketball again in a little more in, in interesting way. And so what I'm almost 50. I, wow. I can still improve. Holy cow. It's fun improving. I love meditating every day. Every day it's a little bit further. It's something new. I love sticking with things and seeing where I go with it. I'm curious to know what my real potential is, you know? So it's like, I'm so obsessed with those things, but those are the things as I keep them on track, my weight kind of just stays where I want it to stay. So I hope that makes sense. It's, it's just, it's such a different way, but my weight's not first and foremost. It's there though. It's very important, but it's a secondary thing. I really focus on all the primary things that are intrinsically motivating to me and the weight happens. 
Okay. Now it happened. I've spent a lot of time making it that way. Okay. But I want you to understand, even from the beginning, it was always about more than just the weight, just the number on a scale. And so it has way more meaning to me. And right now it doesn't have much meaning to you. It's just a number on a scale. So you're struggling to feel the motivation. Is it normal to feel hungry, losing weight? I mean, it's normal to some degree because it's a difference. You know what I mean? So if you're going to reduce calories, you will notice it and it'll feel a little weird, but that weirdness isn't the end of the world. And if it's not too much weirdness, you can habituate to and get normalized to it. And then if you do other strategies that keep you intrigued and interested, then it becomes a lot easier, but you will, it is normal to feel hungrier for sure, but we don't want to feel too hungry. We're just a little bit of hunger. Okay. What healthy dressings do you like in your salad? I like, um, there's a homemade Greek dressing I do. I like Annie's dressing, goddess dressing. That, that helps me. So helpful. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. All right, everyone. I got to get out of here. But uh, yeah, check out some videos I put up. Um, oh, and then yeah, check out YouTube. Uh, I'm going to put that, those coaching calls I did. And they're going to be really fun. And then, yeah, if you've got some time right now, go check my bio and go get that hypnosis session. I've given you a free hypnosis session. <laughs> really good and then i give you a training right on the other side of it three steps to master your weight and then i email you every day with positive supportive encouraging stuff to help you master your weight once and for all all for free okay <laughs> let me help you all right so go take some action though go do something right you want to commit to something go do something click a link put your name and email address in and get started all right <laughs> all right everybody have a great day we'll talk soon bye